the old intro here we're rolling producer kev's live hey there can we get a countdown kev get that mic on here countdown please kev five four <laughs> what's up guys <laughs> welcome to another episode of too many jams show about all things 20 year old with help for friends experts and our own personal experiences we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused that was a speedy intro there, Rob. I'm just so excited to be here today. Okay, you <laughs> uh, before we get into today's episode, uh, we'll give a little preview. Our guest is Justin Tepperman, legendary uh, friend from university. And before uh, before we get into your story, of course, let's try the beer. This is True History. It's an IPA. Our friends actually brew it and got into the LCBO this year. Cheers. All Cheers. Our friends doing... This is mm. True History, 12 Swans. That's a good beer. And you're not lying. Like, I, the people are always like, are you lying on there? No, no, no. You guys lying? It's good. So, uh, it's fantastic. Since I've got stories about everything, yeah. in university, my uh, my roommate, Sean Rosendahl, and I, we actually drank a shit ton. Can I swear on here? Is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a shit piss okay. dick. Yeah. Um, like a shit ton of beer because we wanted to get like different bottle caps for like to fill a cork board. It was a bit of a collection. So mm-hmm. we definitely oh, refined neat. our beers and like, going to say. It's I'm really enjoying this. It's a little fruity. It's like a little not not too bitter for an IPA. Not too hop. Yeah. I mean, I like it. And again, my motto is is like you're gonna buy beer anyway. As long as as long as it's good beer, why don't you get it from friends? Also, if you're gonna buy jewelry, get it from Wrist and Rye. Jams fifteen for fifteen percent off. And if you are looking at the video right now and you see a couple handsome young men, Tap, what did you say when you walked in today? Trav, your hair looks phenomenal. Like Bottle Rocket. Live, uh, Live DeClavasio, Robbie's girlfriend, hooked us up with sponsorship. She's sponsoring our domes. If you're going to get your hair cut, get it done at Bottle Rocket. It's, uh, it's, it's import credit, and she's got a deal going on now. If you uh, go on her Instagram page, check it out. You can get 20 bucks off, and then we're going to set up an ongoing deal with the podcast. Uh, but other than that, let's get into today's episode. Tep. Yo. It's been a little bit. It I has know, right? been a minute. It's been a minute. I gotta say, getting older, it's uh, it takes an effort to actually keep in touch with people. You don't, you think you're gonna be friends with everyone for the rest of your life, but you gotta make that effort. And that's what we love about the podcast because it's such an easy reach out for us, and like we've reconnected with so many people through this. Uh, just getting people to come over here and chill, have a beer. If nothing chat. else comes in this podcast, if no self development or no like anything comes out, at the very least keeping in touch with friends and asking questions like we've known each other a long time totally never gone never gone deep i've never been like like had one of those like like serious chats about what's going on it's 100 percent robbie and i on the other hand definitely spent spent a lot of time with same age we were in the same year things like that but no, we guys in the that. same class too totally yeah, yeah. class yeah yeah okay so you had a bit more of that yeah for sure but for the most part just guests in general a lot of times even if you chat a lot you don't necessarily ask questions about like their how they feel about their program, like life, like what they what they went through with certain times. Like it's a cool little therapy session. And at the end of the day, the only thing we realize is that everyone's just like kind of struggling to struggling find their to way. Also, yeah. struggling. You know, just as lost as we are. So <laughs> you which is kind of the whole time. theme of the, <laughs> yeah. of the show. So you're feeling especially lost these um, days. Oh man, <laughs> like no other. But I mean, like hey. If we gave a little preview, an external preview 
of like the areas we thought we were going to uh, cover, we can just go right back to the beginning after that and just get kind of get your opinion along the way. And then if there's anything you want to bring up, just toss it in there. But uh, the stuff we wanted to talk about with you when you first walked in, we kind of briefed on it, is you were actually the first uh, openly gay guest that we've had. Hey-o. Hey-o. I think so, right? I'll take that. Yes. But yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of questions because not only do you have that sexual preference, you also, when we were friends, as far as we were concerned, we're not we're in the closet. Yeah, right? no, definitely not out. And uh, you spoke about how you have a really unique family situation with all that, mm-hmm. and the the transition from kind of putting on that that straight guy act in the frat to totally embracing who you are now. We want to go through kind of all of these things, and then talk a little bit about the scene now. Also, what you're doing like for work and life. So I think we'll just keep it in chronological order, unless you want to Tarantino it. No, by all means, we can. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can start from the beginning. Bye. Start from the no. beginning, and then uh, we'll we'll take those things as they come up. Uh, first, first question, just to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, when when did you know? I mean, you know, it it takes time. There's like I'm sure as many other you know gay people could understand. There's a coming out to yourself, and then there's coming out to everyone else. And when you get to that point, when you actually accept the fact that like this is something you want for yourself, that's when things start getting into motion. But I think you know throughout high school, I definitely knew and was hooking up with guys. Okay, like, you so, know this was a this was not a university thing. Okay, like early on. Uh, what so so in high school then, in middle school it was probably like everyone else because I I wasn't even sexual until like I don't know probably like grade great. S- Seven eight, I was gonna say like, seven eight. It's definitely when you know you go to those clubs. Those all age. I mean, I went to those all ages. Um, I'm actually reconnect, like reconnected with one of those girls that I first made out with at one mm-hmm. of those like all ages clubs. No wow. shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought her a Gatorade and she just started making out with me. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that hey, moment. Babe, can I buy you a drink? Later, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Blueberry. <laughs> it was blue. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and I'm sure she and myself had probably already made out with you know who knows how many other people. She definitely did. Um, great girl. <laughs> Was it her first kiss? Definitely not. Like oh. 100% <laughs> not this girl's nor her last. Um, but yeah, no, throughout high school was definitely very interested. It was about grade eight, grade nine, when I really kind of dabbled and actually acted on it. And that's a long time from grade, you know, eight to after university to really kind of keep uh, keep the secret. Well, inside. you were, you, uh, were you more familiar with the concept? Like at what point and, uh, Again, if we if this is all cool to talk about, but you you said you have open two openly gay parents. Yeah, so like starting starting from the back, you know, mm-hmm. like I mean, right out, you know, my parents were married, happily married. They known each other since they were sixteen, high school sweethearts, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um, I got married. They had my sister. They had myself. And by the time I was seven or five, I guess they had divorced. Mm-hmm. And by seven, my mom had come out. She said, you know, I'm a lesbian. I'm dating woman now. Yeah. And then three years later, when I was 10, my dad came out as well. So so you were familiar with what it was? A hundred percent. And um, and I'm not, I don't mean to Tarantino this as we you yeah, know, yeah. said before, uh, yeah. but it's funny because people are always like, you have gay parents. It must be so easy to come out after that. It's, that was going to be one of our questions. I'm, yeah. I'm jumping, but yeah. it's, it's, it's not. It's actually a lot. Uh, it's not a lot harder. I can't say, you know, at the end of the day, your parents aren't going to be the ones kicking you out of the house. But it's still one of those situations where... Sometimes I think ignorance is bliss when it comes to these things. And when your parents really do know the ins and outs of the community, 100%. it's kind of like, whoa, it's scary. There's a lot, and we can get we can dive into this deeper if you want mm. further on. But like, 
there are a lot of things that go on behind these doors that a lot of straight people don't even know about. It's like like a weird example. This might be completely wrong, but it's like, you know when there's a, a guy and he says he's an MMA fighter and like the last thing he wants is for his kid to become an MMA fighter because he knows how hardcore it is. And like, yeah. so it's like almost harder for you to come out because as you said, they knew how of a hard time they had. And was it, is it even possible? I don't know if this is something you guys have chatted about that they kind of had an agreement throughout because of how hard it was to be no there was no there was no, no like no agreement at all when uh, when my mom came out it was news to my father uh when my dad came out it was news to my mother like there was no pre-arrangement whatsoever but it's kind of a beautiful coincidence though i mean yeah it totally is i think that is the highly misconception listen growing up with my sister and i in our you know in our toronto jewish community we had to deal with you know backlash from other families and things like that we were very that's true family. because there's such like i mean the jewish community in toronto just it, it seems everyone kind of knows everyone everyone's talking gossiping all 100%. the time right and and that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure gr yeah. growing, up, growing up with that and alone having divorced parents is like already you're already a sore thumb and then having gay parents is a bit kind of crazy but and rumors obviously started and people were like your mom cheated on your father or your father did this with another man like never the case whatsoever my parents were really good friends i think you know they known each other since they were 16 mm -hmm. years old um and, and they probably only understood each other better than most people because of what they each gone through right? yes like, and no i mean uh lesbians and gay people very different entities there's no doubt about that we all kind of do like the same sex but i think my mom is very borderline like she you know i i'm not gonna disagree with you of course but like i mean when you know it, better when it, <laughs> when it comes to them it's like you're still dealing with apples and oranges there's still women and men like you know they're still very different okay. so yeah. yes they you know it was very helpful you know i'm sure when my mom was you know understood what my father was I going just, yeah, through more meant like the secret mm. totally the, but like yeah. i don't think there was much you know so or it's still her ex-husband yeah like you know oh fuck now him great yeah. So so when did you eventually come out to your parents and what was their reaction? Um so I was 20 where we 22 23 I guess yeah. when we had just finished university I had a uh, long story short met someone really liked them uh, they broke up with me because you know I was still in the closet they were like I don't want to be with someone who's really not true to themselves true um and I was heartbroken and I was like listen like if I'm going to want to be able to love someone proudly and like be open about it I got to come out so it wasn't until I was 23 you know I did my father first <laughs> did my mother <laughs> and then my sister everyone kind of wound up falling out you know trickling finding out it was a big weekend at Oshiega one summer and I was full. oh the, so you did did you do friends at the same time as parents no so like I remember this is actually really funny I was with uh, some buds and we were at you know at my friend Joey's cottage and there were four of us and I had said uh, one one person, Matt, didn't know that I was gay. Other two kind of already yeah. knew. And I said, you know, I hear one out of four people are gay. And we went around the room. And I was like, that's I hilarious. guess that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and Madonna's like, really? What He's if Madonna like, yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me, that's me. I'm like, oh, well, you just screwed up. But, you know, coming out to some people were a ton of fun. When it was time to go to Oshiega, it was just like a mass execution. Like, I had walked out. My partner was coming at the time was coming up to stay with me. And I walked out the door. Everyone's chilling on the patio, having beers, drinking, ready to go out. I'm like, so my and yeah, at the time he was my ex. My ex boyfriend's coming to stay for the night. Hope that's cool with everyone. If you need me to pay for it, like I'll pitch. And then they're all kind of looking at me like, you heard that right, ex boyfriend, good to go. It's like, have you seen uh, the yeah. interview with Dave Franco when Eminem is just 
Have you not even seen this movie? It's just like no. this clip where Eminem's just like in mid conversation. It's a comedy, and he just like he's like, yeah, people get on my case, you know, for all my homophobic lyrics and stuff like that, and that's just really because I'm gay, and you know, all this other stuff going on. And then Dave Frank was like, sorry, sorry, like, <laughs> <laughs> repeat that. Like this bomb just dropped. You, you just did. Um, you just did that exact at Oshiega. Exactly, and everyone was pretty cool with it. Obviously, like yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I had told really who was important to me, other than my mom and my sister, who later found out because yep. here I am at Oshiega, surrounded by a ton of Jewish Toronto people making out with this random guy, and I mean, word got back pretty quickly. Yeah, within like 24 hours, my mom had sat me down, was like, "Are you seeing a guy?" That's how quick the Jewish community can disseminate information. Hey, eh? so one <laughs> thing my father once said. To me is because you know he said you know you'll 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 be the talk of the town for maybe a week and then something else will happen and then everyone will move on and it was true i mean yeah it's it's, it's, right. it's kind of yeah. like, i mean people are so like quickly uh like people are so passive with like news or like anything like any like sort of media or whatever that comes out you know it's like one story is hot for a second and then like People just forget about it instantly because everyone has access. But you, you see know? that now even on a global scale. Even like, yeah, it's, it's, a Trump, exactly. it's a Trump effect. We're yeah. so ADD when it comes to news that like something new and big, great, it will pass within minutes. Like, relatively speaking. Like I don't. I'm sure this was the case with, with some of your friends, but um, you technically kept it a secret, right? Through whatever you you would have your public, you know. But to, to your friends, you just didn't bring it up. It's not that I'm sure if somebody. I don't know if anyone would ever flat out ask, but I'm sure if somebody did, you'd probably... Yeah, no, I definitely would have addressed it. I mean, you know, there were people who had found out. There were people. Mm -hmm. There was only really one person that had told them I fought through university, funny enough. Um, and then eventually more and more people found out. Now, there was someone who was openly gay in our fraternity at the time. Yeah. Um, he totally knew. He I knew. Oh, I, yeah. ne I never told him at all. But obviously, when you're hooking up with guys, guys like to speak and, you know, and talk just as much yeah. as the Jewish community. Well, because yeah. like, that's the hot gossip, too, is probably like who's, who's in the closet, who's in the closet, like exactly. who's hooking up with who. D like, do you, think, do you think gay guys have a better sense of telling like who's sort of in the closet gay also? So like is that there's totally, you know, people love talking about their gaydar. I, I yeah. don't really use that term. I don't use much terms when it comes to like the gay terms. Yeah. Um, I may be an anomaly when it comes there. However, um, yeah, I mean, some people can tell, um, you know, and it's funny because when you come out and you're publicly about yourself, some people kind of go into hiding. Like some people are afraid to come up to you. Some people are afraid to talk to you to see like whether or not they're going to get that, that like that feeling like they're, that you're going to, you're going to know their inner secret. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And that's, uh, I've experienced that before and it's, uh, it's definitely a really interesting kind of thing. The, the, the only, so definitely cause we lived with the Logan, mm -hmm. which was the openly gay totally. member of our fraternity. And, um, definitely that's when the first I heard about a about fourth, fourth or your fourth year, my fifth year. Yeah. And uh, again, it's just one of those things where it just didn't fucking matter. Like you, you think that would be a big deal? Absolutely not. And I was just like, oh, all right. And then my only question was, because you, you had, I was just like, but I have so many memories of him hooking up with girls. Is that was that bisexuality or was that just like no, fitting in? Totally. And I say this to many other people as well. Like. It's easier to identify as one. There's no doubt about it. To yeah. be like bi, you're confusing people and things like that. 
when people ask, they usually say I'm like 80, 20, 90, you know, yeah, yeah like 90, 10. Like I would don't find women revolting. Okay. I would a hundred percent hook up with a girl. These days. It's so much easier to hook up with guys. Like no doubt, but other people are the opposite. They're like a hundred percent one or the other. But when I was hooking up with these girls and maybe if they're listening now, like all like five of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Players. Um, uh, hey, I, 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 I wasn't faking it. Like I liked it. I wasn't, yeah, you know, remotely and, you know, I was enjoying myself. It was just uh, definitely easier to just conceal that part of my life um, throughout university. And I don't regret that at all. It would be so much harder to go around and say I'm bisexual all the time and then have people have this like line of questioning. Like there's so much yeah. questioning. And there's also a lot of stigma against promiscuous. Like, you know, people are promiscuous in the gay community. They have more STIs, which is not true. Um, and so when it comes down to things like that, like women are very hesitant to hook up with guys. You know, I, I was recently on Hinge and I matched with a girl. Yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. But I said like flat out, like I'm usually with dog guys. I hope you're okay with that. And she was totally cool with it. And we talked for a little bit, even got her number, didn't act on it. Cause like, I guess I would maybe I got a little nervous, a yeah. while. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, yeah, definitely very interesting kind of aspect. And I was cool hooking up with girls in university. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that definitely pretty much seals off, I guess that period of time, unless, I mean, like, yeah. let's just be clear. Like I was totally fucking a lot of dudes in university. Like there is yeah. no doubt every chance at every point, like, <laughs> everywhere that's so amazing because i'm talking missionary, missionary. <laughs> i'm talking missionary what's the one where he's on top and i guess he's on the bottom it was missionary 100 percent. but like i'm not kidding like like weldon taylor like all my car in a parking lot like I, ivy building like no matter where all over campus like i was i was fucking dudes my my <laughs> my one comment is i'm always as a, as like a relatively like single guy I'm always extremely jealous of gay guys like doing things that straight guys fantasize about with women. Yeah. On a fucking Tuesday afternoon. Oh, Cause just I, like because I'll tell you one thing: I wasn't welding the car, <laughs> my bedroom. I wasn't bedroom. doing it. <laughs> Maybe my bedroom again. No doubt, I probably should have been studying. Like, let's just put that out there. Like, but listen, like, it's it is a lot easier if you choose to go that pathway. There are guys out there who are very much more reserved. You know, I want a more connection before I sleep with them. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those guys. Like, at all. Like, I don't. I don't care. I identify as not being one of those guys either <laughs> but, but uh, you know because i think that is like a, a highly misconception is that like yes there's no doubt it's a lot easier to hook up with other guys at any point in time um it's really part of our culture you know uh whether it's bathhouses or cruising spots you know we can get into that later if you want wait or actually i'm, I'm curious okay what, what is a cruising spot so you know before like it was never accepted for men to hook up with men especially in like you know popular areas so there were like designated bathrooms that were known that like if you walk into that bathroom there'll probably be a bunch of guys wanting to get off um there were places like this that were busted all the time mm -hmm. uh you know and people were arrested for you know doing home you know being gay essentially and these things are always just part of our culture and some people either embrace it or they're like you're gross you shouldn't be doing that yeah and i'm indifferent about it i mean i've definitely been in areas which it's like whoa this is very cruisy for example like gym <laughs> gyms like i recently joined a gym yeah um and like a, a specifically a good life and i was just shocked at how many guys are like hooking up there this is 
We're oblivious to it, though. You, yeah. you know this. I'm saying maybe I'm like spoiling everything. I'm going to we get like members at Good Life for <laughs> quite some time. And this like, is kind of news to me. I feel bad sometimes, like especially this location. This location is notorious for being very gay. Yeah. But I feel bad for straight dudes that are like in here and maybe they're oblivious. I mean, I don't think I've seen many straight guys, but... I mean, don't, if they're oblivious, then as you said, ignorance is bliss sometimes. Like, they don't fucking know. Yeah, no, 100%. You just wouldn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable and things like that. Like, there are times when I would look at someone being like, you're, you're being an idiot about this. Like, stop going from steam room to sauna to steam room to sauna trying to find someone. Like, how many times do you have to go back and forth? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a very, like, I don't, I don't, who uses two in the same time? Like, they're ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> So is there like is there like just this just banter between friends is or like where is this information disseminated like when is, once you're in the community you just have like people that kind of chat about stuff like this well I mean listen like that this is why my story comes a little bit interesting because I also have a gay father right who knows about these places like, like a lifetime's worth like it's it's kind of this is you know I I don't want to go to these places what if I run into well I, my father's married now but what if like I had run into my father what if I had run into one of his old friends that you know that I grew up with like that would be super awkward for me yeah. um and there'd be times when you know I'd be driving with my father I was working with him for a little bit of time and he'd be like see that park right there like see those guys in the car they're just waiting to get blown and I was like dad like I don't need to know these things <laughs> Why are you telling me this shit? Like, yes, I was out at the time. You know, this is, should be like a TV show, by the like, way. Or, yeah. or a movie. I think someone, you know, actually was producing a show about a gay man with a gay father. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it definitely has its ups and downs. Like, I don't usually have to wait in line at certain bars because, you know, he he would spend a lot of money there. Like, not me. But, hey, like, I'd be like, hey, I'm Sean's son. Oh, okay, come in. So he's a bit of a legend. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that. He's just... He just spent a lot of money. He spent a lot of money. <laughs> he just knows a couple he, spots. He knows some people. Town. He knows. I think you know. He knows who to who to who to buy drinks at a bar. <laughs> who to you know give hockey tickets to. I'm not kidding. Give hockey tickets to bouncers so he could get into bars. That's and uh, and he's also done a lot of uh, you know demolition. That's kind of you know in the village. Like he yeah. does that, and he gives them good prices, and he helps him out a lot with respect to giving back to his community. Um, and so like he does get a you know has maybe a little bit of respect in that community. So. Uh, that word you use though, cruisy, is, yeah. that, is that a word to describe it's like cruising? Totally, that's the term. So, so, okay. so that bar downtown, Not cruising, cru that's spelled differently. That's spelled differently. That's spelled differently. Yeah, okay. cruising tangos is like like a crew of friends. Relation. Okay. This is like going on a cru like cruising is like going on a cruise. Like you're cruising. I'm sure okay. we could do a whole episode on straight up culture. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but the thing is, is it's tough with these episodes to fit everything in. Hey. Mm -hmm. And um, with uh, with keeping things kind of in order, Rob, have we have we forgot about anything? I feel like we were talking about a few things right before well, we started. Maybe maybe let's uh, Get back just to like this. loop back to kind of like what he's doing or like kind of job related or like outside of that, and then maybe we'll swing back to culture and stuff near the end. It's it's tough it's tough to lay the blueprint here. There's a lot to cover with you, my friend. Hey, so I mean, we can do this pretty quickly. I mean, back to the matter at hand that was like, okay, like take us from beginning mm -hmm. in the closet. Knew I was hooking up with guys from grade eight on. Yeah. Came out at twenty two, twenty three years old, and then you know started dating someone. Um, it was uh, I mean, hey, like, it was mental health story. That's what I was missing. Yeah, I, so, I wanted to ask about that. Okay, sure. Um, what do you want to ask about my mental health? Just <laughs> was was it at each point at each of those points? Was there periods of anxiety, depression, 
anything associated homophobic stuff like 100 percent internalizing your yourself and like internalizing your internal homophobia even um was very tough for me uh i'm trying to come out i'm trying to establish myself but i have a gay father who's already kind of established himself mm -hmm. how do you make yourself different how do you establish yourself different especially from the precedences that he's set to my sister and i more more specifically, because mm -hmm. that's who's important at the end. I don't care the precedence that he set to his friends, but within my family, which is to me my most important, you know, my, my support system, how do you separate yourself from the positives and the negatives that had come with it? Because, for example, my sister and I really had to deal with a lot of negative backlash. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, my father had changed as a person, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. And if I'm going to follow exactly in his footsteps how can i prove that being gay may not always be so bad like or like i don't mean that in the wrong way yeah no like I, you I know yeah but like when it came to that so it was tough for me to internalize that so yes anxiety 100 percent, unhappiness 100 percent, pent-up anger like because you don't know what's going on in your life 100 percent, and and that's why like it took a lot of courage in my life to really just spill the beans to my father and be like hey i got something to tell you and i remember he's like how much do you need like, <laughs> like, are you, like you know like you're out and i was like no like like I'm, I'm gay and he's like that's fine and apparently everyone already fucking knew anyways but, but, <laughs> but, there's always those movie moments where the son comes out to their mom or dad and they're always like oh i knew honey and that always hits me a little bit different like in the elton john movie yeah. i haven't seen the elton john movie yet oh those those scenes because I'm sure they're not as romanticized in real life when they're like, I know. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like, you know, at the end, you know, I think parents let you have your moment and then, you know, maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe a year. It's like, obviously, we fucking knew. Look at you. Like, you look, you're, you're, you're gay. <laughs> we know you like guys. Don't worry about it. But uh, with respect to my mental health, we, we can go back there. Yeah. I think a lot of myself, myself and a lot of gay men do deal with depression. Of course. We struggle with this on a day-to-day -day basis. I know a lot of my friends, um, we, we, it's, a, it's a weird sort of thing. I don't know if I can attest to it because I'm not you know, educated on how many men are depressed with you know, if they're gay. Because uh, I can't throw statistics around. But I know for my personal self, like, it's a tough go sometimes. There's no doubt about that. It's... Um, I've dealt with homophobia in the workplace before. I've had to deal with terrible breakups. Um, and that's really what my mom was really concerned about when I came out with for her. It was like, I know this community. It's not always glitter and like mm -hmm. and, and gold, essentially. There is a part of it that is pretty dark. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And I'm sure just yeah. the same amount of manipulative, like asshole guys exist in both communities, right? That you hear 100%. about from girls. Like, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I don't really want to dwell on this, but you know, I had a terrible ending of my first relationship. It really kind of shaped me to who I am today and I'm still recovering. And I, like a lot of people, like just very normal, like when you break up with someone, whether you're a guy, whether you're a girl, if it ends violently like that will hurt you. Well, I'm sure the moral of this story and the moral of like anyone that usually has a story, whether it was like something tough or like addiction, mental health or, or like a different sexual preference. I think universally, I get well, the thing we always see is that 
it's the same things between it's the same it's not like 100 percent. it's not like this big crazy oh my god like he was an addict it's like we're the same person we're a degree of decision making apart from being the exact same 100%. person but i kind of feel like as a gay man it's much easier for me to express these feelings like that's how i feel like i for sure can cry like i'm in a movie and i'm crying and i'm like i don't feel emasculated um at all in fact i actually recently am getting very annoyed when people do use the term like masculine because this is all subjective um like you know your term of like i'll, I'll be on grinder sorry i'm, I'm sidebarring um mm. but i'll be on grinder and i'll see someone's profile and they'll be like mask like how masculine are you man like you're literally on a gay dating app looking to get filled by dick like but what if he's in like your, into motorbikes and like <laughs> cool in and if you go to and ask someone like let's say robbie like if you're yeah want to take dick in the mouth is that masculine probably not so like but maybe to other people it's just so I mean, subjective it, it depends, definitions yeah, it, it vary. depends because to me masculine like because my whole thing is it's like i don't really care what people fuck 100 percent. live and let live right? live and let right so yeah. for me masculine has always been like the things they're into like if you're into fashion if you're into stuff like this those are kind of feminine qualities if you're into like punching people and like motorcycles and like that's these are usually more like maybe masculine things an, sexuality aside it's an mm -hmm. archetype kind of it's like it's, it's what it's, society said it's this what is, we've made it. yeah this is masculine it doesn't masculine means nothing other than it's an english word with a culturally defined thing it's not like when people get worried about labels i'm like we also invented this language is they're not like stone laden like from the gods definitions of people so yeah. don't get mad if, if someone says I, shit like that agreed isn't there also sort of terms in the in the gay community for you know like sort of your level or type of yeah of course gay, so we, can, right? we can definitely get into that a little bit if you want because it's 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 funny because I think straight people love talking about like the like the, the labels um, because they are essentially what we even use today like they are on like even on apps on and things yeah. like that like you describe yeah. yourself as like are you a twink are you a bear are you you know the boy next door are you a daddy which i hate that term but i think that's just <laughs> a personal uh, preference because mm -hmm. of my father but yeah. like you know got you um when your daddy's actually a daddy to somebody it's like <laughs> oh man i don't want to be called that like i don't want to even think about that so like that's it, that hits close to home yeah. but like totally like but that's why I think, you know, kind of bringing things back together, like why my parents were kind of worried, not worried, but like concerned, like labeling is never a good thing. Yeah. Um, but because of Hollywood, because of our society, that's kind of what we accepted it. Like, oh, you're a skinny boy with no hair on your body. You're a twink. Like, mm -hmm. cool. Like, mm -hmm. I, I may be the wrong person to ask about this because I don't like labels. I don't like those things. I've become you know, very sensitive and aware of my surroundings, which was a big change for me. And that's probably, you know, I don't see my friends as much because I've made other friends. I've, right. I've kind of belonged to a new community, which is very time consuming, but I'm okay with that. And things like labels and, and you know, I don't, and other things like using the word masculine, like to me that those things irk me kind of, yeah. um, which may not make me the most fun person to be around. But at least I kind of have like this internal thought of like, you know, masculinity is subjective. Even being a twink can be is subjective. I'm on a great in a, like a gay Facebook group and someone's like, how old's too old to be considered a twink? That was a question. Someone's like 26. Oh, thanks. Exactly. Like here's someone on Facebook defining a label like what? Why is 26? Why not? Like who cares? It's what about twenty six point five? 
so, so it's kind of equivalent to people, you know, uh, group in like jocks or like fuck boys or like totally yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But I think more people have fun with it as well because it also yeah. there is also a humor aspect of it. Like you know, um, like you know, straight people love it. Like what am I? Like what 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 do I fall under? Like where am I? And that's just kind of like you know very Hollywood esque. Um, there's also a big you know the drag community loves using terms like this because that it's all very much satire. Yeah, and like making fun of what you are. Is, well, that's honestly, that's why. Okay. Well, first of all, the thing is, is um, my only concern when you hear, a, say, like a friend has come out of the closet and something is the majority of the way I interact with friends is like banter, making fun of, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And then when somebody usually comes out with something like addiction or, or something a little bit deeper and more serious, my always biggest concern is like, is now that things are a little more serious, like what? does that relationship change a little bit? Like you said, a little bit more sensitive to stuff because it's all more real. Your real self is out there. You're more vulnerable. And I'm always worried that I'm now going to hang out with them, make you feel uncomfortable and stuff like that. But I know you're going to say it's not the case. Well, but no, like that's, I mean, it could be the case. Right. I'm not going to say that because there are people out there who would turn around and be like, that's not okay. And leave mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. And to me, ignorance is bliss. If people don't know, then like educate. And that's within the community and outside the community. And I'll give you I'll give you one example and then we'll go back to that because I want to address that whole like, you know, joking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like within the community, someone, you know, is asking me whether or not I am, uh, you know, disease free or HIV negative. And right. they said something like, are you clean? And to me, that's one of those things that's just like, so if I have HIV, are you considering me dirty? Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah, those yeah. things. But the guy said to me, like, I never thought of it like that. I've never looked at it from that. He was ignorant. And I said, you know, I'm not angry at you. Like, you know, I am HIV negative. I don't have any disease. But just because I have something doesn't mean I'm dirty. And so education, education, teaching people, being like, this is okay to say, this is not okay to say, is is bliss. And appreciating someone's ignorance, like, is great. Just because you're ignorant doesn't mean you're a bad, you're person. bad person. I yeah. think about that like as Michael Scott. I don't know if you watch The Office. But Michael yeah. Scott is the most <laughs> ignorant human being on earth. He means absolutely no harm whatsoever. He just doesn't know. Right. Very much like Cardi B. She said something about the trans community. She was ignorant. She didn't know better and she apologized. If you teach me the right terms, I'll use them. Yeah. But people aren't educated. So okay. that's clutch. I, well, I th- yeah, especially when people react to people like Cardi B right away and go fuck you and no I just I think those people need to that's like, a bit that is a bit of a toxic reaction to almost any scenario totally. everyone's so quick to judge politics like sexuality be, because they can groups well get it that's why you probably hate labels but because the second you label something you get defensive you get deaf you get definitive about it to like me just ask if you don't know ask and if someone doesn't know correct them and the and like that's why like it's like the I word people are too afraid to admit that they're ignorant like I'm ignorant about on a lot of topics there's no doubt about it I don't know why would I fake it and if I say something inappropriate I would hope that person would know that it comes from a good place correct me Um, but I want to circle back to like the joking and the sitting down with your gay bud like you know like hey like what's what's cool what's not cool I always said to my friends if you ever treat me differently that's when things will become Brilliant. Weird. Yeah, like, that's a great like, comment. Yeah. I want you yeah. to treat me the exact same. If you were to use words like, and then listen, and you will disagree with me, if you were to use like fag or cocksucker or things like that, if you didn't call me those things, I would be upset because that means you're watching yourself and I love you for who you are and you're my friend because that's why you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Now, if something does offend me, I will say something. In more recent years, I found that like, like you said, you're uneducated or you pissed me off at a comment that you said. 
Or maybe they're just not close enough to you to make that type of thing. But it's just know your audience. At the yeah, same time. exactly. And, and I like I like your take on it. Like there, it, that's just it. Like if and I said that always. And please, I get like like all the time I get ragged on for being like, oh, you're like, how many dicks did you suck today? Like you're yeah. a fucking bag. Like but I'm the, okay. the thing is, if you were out there banging girls on the reg, I'd be like, oh my god, like don't touch this guy. Like his fingers stink. You know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, the same way, right? Like, yeah. Like, there's no doubt about that. And I think that's like my inner kind of and to really circle back my fraternity culture because we always made fun of each other and if you weren't getting made fun of it means that like you weren't loved yeah like that was just that's it. true like, if that's and that's mm -hmm. how i feel like if someone's not talking about you it means they don't care if they're making fun of you and they're in a good way that's a good way well it's refreshing to hear you say it because a lot of times obviously i have that mentality because i've never been afflicted or like not afflicted but i've never been as as a white straight guy from a decent family i've never i've never dealt with a, a thing right mm -hmm. so when i go and i say hey everyone should just like rag on each other like that's how i know i like people i feel like immediately like keep that opinion to yourself but it's funny because <laughs> i use that mentality to a lot of new friends mm -hmm. and they're not too cool about it like they don't yeah. know because you know that's just it and it's a it's a weird sort of balance that I have to make personally. Have you been doing this for an hour and a half? Sorry. No, 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 no. no. Okay, okay. One is zero. <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. I haven't checked like the time. And I'm like, Jeez. It's, it's been 30, 35 minutes or um, so, yeah. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, mm -hmm. though, uh, you mentioned homophobia. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like all those all those terms you, you mentioned as well, obviously have like a negative, uh, can, be, can be used negatively. Have you experienced any like bad sort of homophobia within the city or any direct like, indirect yeah, direct. no of course i mean listen there was one exp uh, i was at work one time and uh and this may have been a bit of an ignorant comment but i was personally offended and i'll tell you quickly the scenarios and many people were like why would you be offended about that and it doesn't matter whether or not you may be offended i was offended yeah and so i was and that's what people have to sometimes understand that just because you may not find it offensive someone else may and just address it yeah. All that needs to be done. So I was going to the Ariana Grande concert as a good gay civilian. Love her. <laughs> and um, and I was really excited. I was at work, and what's it, and so this person from a different office, like a different branch, uh, had come in, and I was talking about it to a coworker, and he's like, "Oh, like where are you going?" And I said, "I'm going to the Ariana Grande concert." He goes, "Oh, with the twelve-year-olds and all the pedophiles," and I was kind of taken back because I was like, "Well, I'm not twelve years old." So by definition, you just called me a pedophile. And <laughs> to really go back into history, you know, pedophilia and homo and being gay, essentially, were kind of like the same on the same playing field, something that needed to be cured. You have a mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that's just like a very old school train of thought. And I was super offended about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's an extremely inappropriate comment. And I was really upset. It's more just didn't make him? sense. And it's I, like, oh, I... I, I put him in his place because he wants to so his rebuttal was like oh i didn't mean it like that i didn't mean it like that like okay cool you just said something homophobic to me so whether or not you meant it like this is how i'm going to treat it i once went to a britney spears concert with my boys and i'm like well are you trying to tell us that you're also gay and he got really bad <laughs> <laughs> um, i never reported it really to hr it really did kind of take a toll my whole office kind of treated me a bit differently after that someone came up to me and was like i once went to a george michael concert and i was just like i felt like it's like when someone says, I have black friends, 
You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah. <laughs> it felt like. And once again, I'm obsessed with The Office. I felt like like Oscar in the opposite episode where like he comes out and like all of a sudden everyone's kind of like giving him extra like softness. Yeah, like, don't exact treat me, episode don't, you're talking about. Don't treat me differently. Just yeah. acknowledge that it was wrong. And I don't give a fuck that you went to a George Michael concert. I don't like George Michael. Like fuck you. Like, <laughs> but 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 I, I like your approach to it. You just like you call you call him out. Tell them why it's offensive to you. And now you probably don't give a fuck about, you know, kind of what happened now. And it's no. like everything's just kind of. I want everything. You want everything kind of go back to normal. Go back, right? Yeah. It's a hard. It's a tough thing for anyone to do. If you get offended, it's very rare, especially as Canadians, that we actually call people out. Usually we internalize this. Well, the problem is, is like, the thing is, I weirdly, and this might sound awful, but I weirdly identify with the guy who made that comment if he's a good person. If he's actually homophobic, then I don't identify. But like, if I was hanging next to, to you and we were good buds like we were, I would go, and you're like, oh, I'm going to Ariana Grande concert. I'd be like, of course you are. Or something like jokes like that. And then I, I'd also, knowing in my heart that I love Ariana Grande, I would go to that concert in a second. It's just like funny. No doubt about that. But and I, I think maybe even I, looking back, like maybe I was super sensitive. About not it. saying that. Not but saying that. I could, there's. I. I agree. Like when you debunk this, it's kind of like I know you, Trav. Though. Yeah. Like, you're a friend of mine. This is a coworker of mine. Like I said before, know your audience. And if you don't know your audience, always play it safe. Because then at the end of the day, which was even funny enough, uh, which I learned the hard way, I left that job. Like I'm no longer working there. I went to go for an interview with actually one of their competitors, and I brought this up. Because I said, I am looking for more of a progressive environment. I don't want this old school. This is what happened. And I was offended about this. If this is something that you see being a problem, mm -hmm. I don't want to work here. So flat out. And she said to me, I don't find that offensive. I have a gay sister. I don't find that offensive. And I was in shock. Floored. That's like, I have a black friend. Yeah, I, yeah, can yeah. Say a, I can say a so racist. So I'm not yeah. offended because of my black friend. So, so you I shouldn't know. be. Yeah. So, and like, I was like, you're a woman. Like, sorry. I don't mean like, <laughs> like if you said, like, if I said something misogynistic, and there was like, hey, like I have a mom and a sister. I don't find that at all. Like, like no misogyny here. Like, yeah, that's like the same sort of thing I can feel. Well, so. the the only thing that makes it not, f it's like it's only because of the actual societal differences from history. Mm -hmm. Because truly, if we were societally equal and society leveled the playing field for all minorities, whatever, it would be truly okay to make an offensive joke. It's you know you know what I'm saying, but it's not quite there. It's never and, and there the history exists a hundred percent, and there's the right people to do it as well because we look at comedians, we look at people like Dave Chappelle or really risky comedians, yeah, and yeah. they always love pushing the barriers. Hey, that's the right time and the right moment to do it because we know it's in good humor. Mm -hmm. This comment about like you're going with the fourteen year olds and the and the pedophiles, there was no humor attached to it. It wasn't like we were kidding around. Mm -hmm. We weren't having a beer, or smoking a joint, like. No, you're, we're in suited up and I'm in my cubicle and like you come into a conversation and this is your addition to it. So for things like yeah. that, I had like to me, I felt personally not like wasn't personally attacked, but I felt like the comment was a bit far fetched. I feel like even just kind of in the workplace in general, if, if he was to make that comment these days, yeah. regardless of whether you're gay or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wouldn't go over well. I think you might have also just picked up on the fact that you didn't have that relationship. Absolutely, that not. was more it. Because like it'd be it'd be weird if your boss said even something offside to a woman or to some guy. Like different things piss us off. Like if somebody's like, "Oh, 
you know, I come into work in the morning, my eyes are red and he just like assumes I'm a stoner or yeah. something. It'd be like the same. I'm like, man, we don't have that relationship. Don't call me a stoner in the office. It's And if somebody else was like, I wouldn't be offended. My brother's a stoner. I'd, I'd also be like, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah. like that logic doesn't apply to <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. So I, I, that's why I understand. And I'm, I, but when I said I identify with that guy is because I also know that I would say something dumb. And if, if I didn't know there was someone in the room that could take it poorly, I, and he didn't say something, I would never know. And that's why like, that's why I identify a little bit with him in like the ignorance sense. Cause that's my humor. Now, the funny part about this guy too, and I know this is so irrelevant, is he is, like even looks more gay than I do. And I know that's even awful for me. To say, <laughs> like, this guy carries himself in a very effeminate manner. Um, and I just said like, I hate using feminine and, and masculine, but like even then, like it, I was like, when I first saw this guy, uh, my gaydar went off, which means it's horrible. Because he has like mm. two kids and a wife. He later then broke his arm a couple weeks ago. So like karma's a fucking bitch sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bending over a glass table. <laughs> anyway. You think... Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that there. I was like... You, yeah, have, to have, you have to have a lot of weight on a glass table to, yeah, to really like <laughs> break through it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to your point. You know, I've dealt with homophobia for sure. Um, I've kind of dealt with it, you know, on the street sometimes. But... Uh, but you deal with it. People just look stupid today. It's 2020. Like people you do look fucking. It's true. Look so dumb. So uneducated, ignorant. Like but imagine like, living not in Toronto though. Imagine not being in like Toronto or like Vancouver, California. Like one of these like. But we. But that's it. We really do surround ourselves with like-minded people. Yeah. Very liberal people. We do live in a big city. Yes, there's obviously going to be the anomaly, but we learn to accept everyone because we have to live in their neighborhoods with them. When you go you know, an hour north of, you know, Toronto for two hours. You're in counties that, like, don't know. They don't know. <laughs> they just don't just, know. They don't know. They don't care. And that's why, you know, and I would say this even on the record, like, small town gays, city gays, two very different people. Like, you know, like, it's a very kind of different aspect. You know, obviously, like, of course, there are the outliers, but you can tell right away. I can tell right away if someone's from the city when I can tell whether or not they're from like a small town because, because are they like more closeted? It's if they're from a small no, town. It's or? the opposite. They're more, they're definitely uh, like, they came out of a small town and this is like some sort of paradise of equality. Yeah, it's like, it's a utopia where they can just, <laughs> they just started floating once they got to like church uh, street, just spinning. It's, 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 it's true though. And all of a sudden you like, oh, you, you made the escape and like, yeah. you're like, screw all those guys from behind and like all the power. But like, it's really, you can really tell where it's like someone like myself it's like you just go on living life like that's yeah. it like there's nothing special about you because you live in a city with six million or how many other six million other people with an entire district devoted to the culture basically but it, it, like it's just like one of those things like imagine growing up in a person a city with a town with five thousand people and you're the like one of like 12 and like, you all know each other for it, sure too and everyone <laughs> exactly like to me then like yes and that's why it's just really much to do with their upbringing and i'm not bashing them they're you know i know but it's just a funny kind of like but, you said when but you go on, out. on both sides my last point about it and about mm -hmm. ignorance and acceptance is i mean even for ignorant people this is what i always say it's like i'm ignorant i've openly i say stupid stuff a lot i know my heart's in the right place so that's why i feel like it's okay but i'm sure i've offended people and can think of a few examples. But with ignorance, especially the people that are homophobic or are openly from a small town, are like, I don't like gays. Like, that's not right. You can always identify with some element of them that brought them there the same way you got to wherever you're at. Like, mm -hmm. they were raised probably in a homophobic environment, mm -hmm. maybe religious. 
not tolerant. It's like, how do you expect any human, because we're all human, to come out of these environments? The it, They would be an outlier if they came out tolerant. Do you yeah, know what I mean? But so it's, it's very it, accurate. It's like, it's almost like you can't hate the the bad person. You can hate what they're doing. You can't hate the person. The same way you can't hate the, the, the gay person, even if you disagree with what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And But like, that's, it's my opinions, which I feel like in today's day and age, I don't know. I've, I've never really figured out if I have the right to have opinions on this stuff, but it's nice to hear when someone at least well, agrees I with mean, you. Well, I mean, like everyone has a right to their opinion. There's no doubt about Publicly. it. Right? But Publicly. But I think right or wrong and like living in the in today's world, like we know everyone loves sharing their opinion, mm-hmm. um, whether or not it should be shared or not. But I think that really just goes back to like educating people that just because you like to sleep with a dude does not mean you're any different than you. Like, and that's like, I was thinking about this on the way here. Like, why can't we just, because I was thinking about the debate last night and I was like, why can't we just like live and let live? And like, who cares if you want to be religious and you want to be conservative, go ahead. And it's funny because no gay person would ever tell you otherwise. Like no one, no lesbian, no, no gay, no trans, nothing. They'll always look at you and be like, just live your life and let me live mine. And at the end of the day, we'll all be happy. And yes, if you kind of cross the barrier, like, or that line of saying something offensive, hopefully you'll learn from it. Not in a bad way. Yeah. And I mean, fuck. Anyway, we, we really covered a good, a good portion of it. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you divulging all that. And like, hey, yeah, totally. I, I'm, I'm sorry it got a little serious at the no, end No, it, it didn't. Because it's also kind of weird for us to be like, oh, like our, our one gay friend, like let's get his opinion on everything. So, And I we appreciate you taking that in stride and being like, we get it. You but, guys just had questions. You know but I mean? we are just like genuinely interested also. Yeah. Kind of it's well, yeah, I'm, the I'm, nature. I'm, right? I'm happy about that. And as, yeah. as many people should be. And I'm nervous because I don't think I may, I may, I consider myself like a very, very moderate kind of gay person i'm not coming in here i'm not you know in drag or flaring my arms or things like that which is also can be offensive to some person but like hey like it's just we're just people you know like that's just it and at the end of the day like i love my experience i love the time that i had in my fraternity just like even go back there Mm -hmm. like i had the best time with my boys they're good people i consider them my boys still i could call them up anytime and i know it's reciprocated and that's really nice well all I know is just from personal experience, knowing your friends, uh, nothing but positivity to say about the transition and, and everything, which is great to hear. Like you, you really lucked out with a group of good lads. A hundred percent. And that was like very worrisome is that there would be a chance that I may lose some friends out of this. And that's what every gay person goes. I may lose a family member. I may lose friends over this. I never did. That's awesome. Like not one. And I consider myself extremely fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry, I was just getting a phone call. I wasn't checking the time. I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> By all means. Um, last thing on this topic, if because I want to talk about I your... I can talk for a very long time. Dude, we like, can... Keep... Literally. <laughs> I could talk to a wall and have a good conversation. <laughs> it's true. Um, I can leave for half an hour. In fact, you do sometimes. And sometimes I, do, yeah. I talk to Rob, and I know he's not listening, but I still talk, because it's <laughs> nice to have a sounding board. I just like listen to talk to myself. <laughs> like, literally. Like, I argue with myself. The, all the, the time. last thing I wanted a joke's opinion on, because mm-hmm. I just saw this other day, and it blew my mind, is they had a, st- <laughs> a straight pride parade oh God. in Boston. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, like, they, they did it in Toronto. They tried to do it in Toronto. I don't really? Know if you're aware of this? Yeah, totally. So yeah. these these parades are just, like, in my opinion, like incels who are scared of their own sexuality. Like, that's just it. So we had this in Toronto. They tried to do it. Mm-hmm. They tried to walk up Church Street and literally promote 
not being gay and Christian values and all these things, they couldn't make it past, for those of you who are familiar, they couldn't make it past King Street on I didn't on, hear about this. On church. I didn't know about this either. So they were stopped. There were people just not letting them go forward. Like all these gay people, they came down. I refrained because I literally felt like I would be angry and I would do something that I probably would regret. Like take that crowbar out of my back car and like just like go to town. Yeah. Because like to me, that infuriates me. But when you are protesting against somebody, you really have to go back to like, what are you doing? Like even your religion tells you like, love everyone. Yes, maybe sleeping with a man may be an abomination, but great. Just because someone has a different view, now, they don't have much, they don't get much traction. There may be four no. or five people in the parade like, hey, like, what are you doing? Yeah, plus with like, would you really want to attach your name or your face, you know, to all this also, media coverage? It's literally like the equivalent <laughs> would be doing like a white power. Like, parade, 100%. Like, like walk, a White you know? Lives Matter parade or like something ridiculous. Like the KKK ridiculous. literally. Totally. You know? And there were, there were like priests on the other side being like, what are you doing? I, I just, I, I didn't even realize there was such a, a hate element to it. I just saw the, the article and I saw the people walking down in this Boston <laughs> parade and it was hilarious. I didn't realize that they were like being like, ah, don't be gay. I thought they were just like, we fuck women and this is no, no, fun. Because no. you know the gay pride parade is just like more like dancing and like this is dope There's now. a lot. There's yeah. a big sexual aspect to that. There's no doubt about that. But mm, unfortunately it wasn't that. But if straight people wanted to celebrate themselves having sex with the opposite sex. That would like, be a hey, different like, story. Yeah. But that's just like. That's just university, man. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to college, dude. Yeah. Like, you want to celebrate that? By all means. <laughs> no, that was the last thing. Uh, let's let's briefly touch on, because most times people come on here and we just are like, oh, like, would you, were you like a, you know, an, an athlete in high school? What'd you want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like that. And I know we, we pushed this kind of back, but was your, did your sexuality distract you from thoughts like that like where do i what or was it just like okay that's me but also what the fuck am i gonna do in univ university what the fuck am i gonna do totally. for a job so to address that like at no point did i think i wasn't able gonna be do what do what i do because i'm gay okay like, absolutely cool, cool. not that's great however being gay distracted me throughout university because i was figuring <laughs> myself out like i said weldon taylor yeah, I figuring building, yourself out <laughs> res rooms that weren't even yeah. my res rooms like why Got am i you. here so like things like that yes those distracted me and maybe other gay people go through that at a different point in my life i happen to go through it in a very integral point of someone's life of being like this is a time to like focus and be like what are you going to do with your life and if you were to take what i was doing with my life i wouldn't i'd probably be a prostitute at this point yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah there's some pun in there like fucking it all away or something like that i, I don't know i, but I, I literally did um, fucking it up. I, 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 I but you up. were you were in sciences weren't you yeah so i really right. did want to be a doctor like there's yeah. no doubt about that um and i'm not i'm not that i was working you know fell into the recruiting world very recently um i'm in between jobs as as a good way of saying that i don't have a job right <laughs> you, now you worked with your dad a bit too at, at yeah the, in demolition which yeah. is even like we didn't even touch upon that, which is even funny because when you're in the construction demolition world, like there are no gay people right now. Like oh, absolutely yeah. not. Like none. And here I am. Like they're all working, like big burly, yeah, rugged men. They weirdly have like New Yorker boss and accents even though they're from Toronto. <laughs> I'm working with my father, my gay father and his gay son running a demolition company in Toronto. Mm -hmm. It's kind of comical. It really is because like we do deal with like you dealt with homophobia all the time. But the one thing I always liked about his workers was they were always very supportive. Like they really were. And these are like blue collar laborers. Like 
they're part of a union even but you would expect the labels would expect them to be a certain way and not saying that there weren't the you know the outlier the anomaly but i remember i was working on a job site that was at church in carlton funny enough like right in the like all the start of it and there would be people who would walk by that i was even like what the fuck are they wearing like why what gender are you um, they're like catcalling them all the like, same. They're like whoa, just construction whoa. worker style. <laughs> and our workers didn't bat an eye. Like they really didn't. Maybe they knew I was around, but they know that their boss is gay. Like you yeah. can't fuck around with that shit or else you'll get fired. Whereas like subcontractors would come and they would be the ones like putting them down. Yeah. I mean yeah, like yeah. gross or things like that. And I would sit there with my eyes being like, you know what? I respect our workers, but this is something that you you deal with like all the time. Like I remember hearing like Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, like through a job site walkthrough. And this is someone who's like trying to bid on a job. And I literally was so close to being like, yeah, that's what your son said when his dick was in my mouth. But I didn't. <laughs> I looked at my dad and my dad looked at me and gave me very stern eyes and was like, you're, this is not a political moment. This is a business moment. Yeah. And that's a, that's a hard thing that to do. That would have hit that guy hard too, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like that's just it. But also like we are very open about about it you know my dad usually put a float in the pride parade mm. like you know for his hockey league with big tepperman banners on the side like it's not like you know we're we're hiding anything but you what you just maybe just weren't into the business of it like yeah no it just uh working with your father is not all glorified as it seems to be and it just wasn't working for me and i wanted to do something on my own and so i did that's so cool. so you moved on from that and then where did that lead you so i worked at uh i worked at woody's for a little bit gay bar on church street ton of fun too. <laughs> tell me everything yeah so like i mean <laughs> in a short what a le- learning experience that was for like a little jewish boy from toronto to work as a bar back not even a bartender at woody's um great, i learned great a, name too is that like the hooters like parallel this, uh, i mean there's <laughs> this isn't a <laughs> woody's <laughs> i mean their logo is like a rhino you gotta wear reason. really tight shorts know, like I mean, yeah. thank God there was no uniform other than the t-shirt. And I wasn't a bartender. So like even those guys would take off their t-shirts all the time too, because that's just a money making thing right there. Absolutely. But uh, I learned a lot about my community. And I think that was a pivotal moment of who I am today because I learned a lot about drag culture. I learned about a lot about how people use these establishments as havens. Um, they come every single day because they have nowhere else to go on holidays. Like it's open 24 seven, Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's. People are in the bar. This is like where they are as Woody's is an establishment in Toronto. Yeah. Been open for a very long time. And to be a part of that, even though it was just for six months, I felt very honored and very like eye opening. Um, you know, I did definitely had my share fair of fun there. Like yeah. no doubt about it. Like, Hey, I still do to this day. Um, sexually, not sexually, but it was a great time. Loved it. Loved all the crew there. Still speak to a bunch of people. When I go there, I feel like I'm part of the family and it's, uh, it was a great experience. So I worked at Woody's for a little bit, even like met one of my exes there, which is a great opportunity as well to meet people and make friends. And then I started working recruiting. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am today. I just am no longer working as a recruiter at this moment. Um, interviewing, hopefully. Are you just, in, but you want to stay in recruitment? You I, like recruitment? I don't, I don't know yet. But like you said, like everyone yeah. comes here. And we're all just, I'm very lost at this moment. I just had a phone call with someone. She's like, why did you apply for a PR job? Like, cause I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And we had this talk and this woman must be in her late thirties. She has two kids. We spoke, this is like a pre-interview for 50 minutes, just about how she wanted to be a doctor too. And she felt a little lost and she was trying all these things and they weren't working like a Jew from Thornhill. And Hey, like it gives you comfort to know that when you're 26 and you have no idea what you're doing, 
pay. Like, yeah. If 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 there's one conclusion that we've come to, like over over these past like eighty five episodes or however many we've done, it's you know there, there's no better way to find out than just Do doing it. things. But I'm thinking tr- trial and error. 100%. Trial and error. Like there's no doubt about that, and that's what I think people in our generation understand. Maybe our parents' generation don't understand because our parents' generation, if they were unhappy, they'd stick with it. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad, so sad. Make your money, put bread on the table. But that's it. And we aren't like that. If we're unhappy, we will quit. We will Mm -hmm. find a new job. Now, there are people, like, you know, I have great friends who are very proud of who have stuck with one thing. They're doing extremely well. I like all the power. Good for that. Because you can also do something you dislike if you see it being able to afford you things that you do like. But are they really happy though? But like, I don't I'm, know. No, I mean, afford not even in the money sense. Like, if you're like, you know what, I don't like this job, but I know if I get to this point in it, I'm gonna have this much time. I'm gonna be able to do skiing and snowboarding 100%. what I want to do. And like, there's there's different paths to happiness. There, no doubt about it. And as someone once said to me, as you know, I have a niece she just started walking and she was a little bit late. And someone's like, it's just a good analogy for life. Like everyone walks at a different age. No one's there at the same time. We're not all getting up on twos at like one years old and like all both feet just running. Like that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And if it takes you a little bit longer, it takes you a little bit longer. And the best advice I could give to someone like my age or even when I was 23 or 24, be friends with older people. Have those older people in your life who are close to 30, who are now 30, you'll realize that they also don't have their shit together too sometimes. Like, yes. And that I, makes it easier. For, there's, you can talk to 45 year olds and they'll still tell you yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know yeah. I, want. <laughs> I may have two kids, but I'm don't know what I'm doing. Still like, figuring it dude, out as we go. My brother-in-law, um, he's a bit older. He's 42, uh, or 41, maybe 42. He uh, he's a perfect example of a guy who just lived, traveled, saw the world, moved from Australia to Canada, got different jobs for good periods of time, saw them through, like didn't flip around. Met my sister a little bit later. Didn't worry. All is hitting all the marks his other friends would hit mm-hmm. at a different point in time. And it's all kind of working. And I, I look at him all the time and he's still just like, yeah, might kind of want to start up a chip truck, maybe a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I fucking love phenomenal. that. Phenomenal. Yeah. And like I said, that is like, I cannot stress how much that has put me at ease. It makes me sleep at night. So one last story, like I don't know, well, it can be many stories, but I once, so I came out at 23. I had become friends with someone really good. His name's Ben, like my one of my best friends. He's what, almost 10 years older. I mean, maybe eight, six years older than me. Um, and I was like, this is great. I'm going to meet people. This is who my friends are going to be. He's like, come over to my place. I make dinner every Sunday night for my friends. I'm like, great. I'm going to have a crew. And I remember I walked in and Ben, his boyfriend and myself were the only gay people at the table. They were all straight women yeah. who I became very good friends with though. And they're older. They're not, I mean, they're, you know, they're just getting to 30 mm-hmm. and like they still, you know, they aren't 100% wildly successful, but they're happy. They're figuring that out. And that right there made my, me like living so much easier, honestly. Like, is, is this how you got invited to those events that you went to last? What'd you call that one event? Yeah, you really the like? Business Women Special, BWS. So, Business Women I mean, Special. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, sort of, totally. Because <laughs> Ben had been going for, he's like, wow, I went to that party like 10 years ago. I'm like, yeah, they just celebrated 10 years like two weeks ago, which is great. And the same people are putting it on, um, which is also another point because, you know, people put on these parties because things like the village are becoming too gentrified. You know, people are going there for their bachelorette parties, which people have not yet caught on that, like, 
we get that you're there for your bachelorette party, but like we're not your source of entertainment. Just like, because like it's we're a gay. fucking zoo. Like, like exactly. Yeah. Like you have to respect your place a hundred percent. And some people do, and they go and they have fun because it's a ton of fun. And it's like a good dance and a safe bar. space for a lot of girls, right? If they don't want to get hit on by guys. Well, yes and no. There are still a lot of straight guys at these. And bars. I guess bisexual too, right? It, it, that was a question. Also, I had: Is there straight guys working at Woody's? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So there are bartenders, there are barbacks, there are straight guys working at all these bars. If you were smart, like that's a great place. To yeah, work. but I would also yeah. be rattled a little bit if I was a patron. It's like it'd be like going to Hooters and like you you want something out of like an establishment and like they're they're like <laughs> they just have like a a man a chest I don't know. <laughs> but, but I mean yes, but it's a really smart business aspect. Like to me, like when I was like, oh, that person's straight, and they're working the bar topless, like showing off their body, like. Hey, I mean, I'd that's good money. I'd 100% yeah. be that bartender, but I'd also 100% be on the other side as, as a gay man rattled at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when you it's 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 an easy sort of acceptance of just like, oh, and then some people are like, look at some people love hooking up with straight dudes. Like it's a challenge for some gay guys. They're like, "Oh, I want to hook up with that guy. He's straight." I'm like, "Why even bother? The sex is going to be you know, shit." You, you know, you, <laughs> I don't think they find straight men. I think they just find closeted bisexuals well that's just it or like people who want to like who are like curious or like very good at convincing them like that's way too much work for me for a shitty blowjob like i'm just gonna go yeah. hook up with a gay guy true <laughs> and it's also just the same as like a fantasy of like a guy hooking up with a very pr prude or like kind of proper Hun girl 100 like... or or even how about hooking up with like a lesbian like you did yeah, something oh. you were able to like you were able to convert it's like spoiler alert you just hooked up with a bisexual woman. yeah it's like, like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal uh, relative to the rest of the world, mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, I don't know what other sort of uh, cities or other gay communities you've experienced. How progressive would you say Toronto's gay uh, community and kind of what they like have to offer? Of course. Yeah. Um, definitely, like, top-notch acceptable. Like, I do feel so comfortable if I was holding a hand with another guy or kissing him in public. Like, there is absolutely no fear in my life. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm just one of those like very strong kind of personalities, but absolutely not. Whereas I was in Rome and I actually went on a date in Rome. I don't know why I went on a date in Rome, but I met a guy. Because why not? Went, went in Rome. Rome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I remember like I went to go kind of hold his hand as we were walking back to his place. And he's like, he was from France. And he's like, you can't do that here. Like you can't, um, like that's like not, it's not accepted. Like there's no gay village in Rome there isn't any really even in a place like Berlin. Now Berlin's very acceptable. Ah, Berlin. You know, it's like, ah. it's a ton of fun. Like I went to Bergen mm -hmm. and like the first second I walk in, there's another dude getting a blowjob from another guy, and I'm like, oh okay. So like it's very. Some cities I find are very amalgamated. Like they're just like they ac accepted it. Yeah. Others are very segregated. Mm -hmm. Um. How hard was it to get into Bergen? It was so easy for me. So yeah. I went in on a Sunday, um, which someone recommend like go in on a Sunday. You have nothing to do on Monday um go alone which i did i was traveling alone uh mr saturday made me a t-shirt very nice um, i had asked him, I was like, can you make me a cool t-shirt to wear to a guy and it had like little <laughs> holes in it it was like bleached at this time like when he was still doing that shit um and it was a ton of fun like it was it was a good time but there's Sick. also a little secret bar underneath called laboratory oh, i think um, i've heard of this yeah. this is a full-on gay sex club super fun too oh, i just wow. admitted to going to that it's um, like it's uh he's so jealous. It's like imagine someone's like underneath Bergine, there's like just girls, fucking dudes, yeah. anyone in there, and we could just go and just because we're it's called yeah. the red light district. No, but then you have to you still have to pay. It's like yeah, there's, there's not like the same no. Yeah, there's not yeah. I made a joke on the last on the on like the last podcast or maybe two ago where I was like 
gay grinder. Uh, unreal. It's like, hey, again, yeah. no STDs. Where do you live? What do you like? When can we meet up? 100%. Mm-hmm. Hinge? Hey, no answer. 10 of those. What's up? Like funny, funny joke. No answers. 10 of those. A lot of messages. Maybe get a date. Are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Like none of like. So like I said, <laughs> yeah. like, there's definitely, there is that standard. There is still like, I don't want you to be confused. There is still that standard for gay people. Like, you know, there are still people who are like, won't respond on apps. Not everyone's as horny as I am. Um, but there are a lot of people are like percentage wise. We're all guys. Yeah. Guys yeah. just want to fuck. And we don't really care about. And feelings. there's girls like that too. It's just percentage wise. Oh, the, yeah. It, it, just percentage wise, it's like guys are ready to fuck at all times of the day. Like it's, I was, you know, ordered Uber Eats the other day, and he uh, messaged me on Grinder, the delivery driver, being like, "I'm about to drop off your food. Fuck right comes off." Comes inside, and they're, I offered him a water bottle. They're I, living our fantasies. It, it was it was raining out, and <laughs> dot dot dot. Like push comes to shove, there he is in my bed. Imagine like, <laughs> imagine ordering Uber Eats, Kev, <laughs> and a hot girl. Hot, Hot girl Kev's just dying right messages now. <laughs> you and says, "Hey, I liked your picture. What are you doing? Let's eat this food together and maybe a little bit." Something Trav, else. I didn't share my food with him. He just watched me eat. Like, fuck that. I'm not sharing my sushi <laughs> with you. I just spent thirty bucks on sushi. You're gonna watch me eat it, and then we'll go to my room. Is Grinder still the go-to app for? Yeah, it, it really yeah. is. Like, they definitely have the monopoly. There are so many others. I use Tinder as well, and uh, and a lot of other ones. What, what's that, Kev? Did you leave a tip? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Just the tip. Because, it's, because you actually add the tip before. You know, you, I you, did, but I reduced it down to 10%. But he got what he wanted at the end of the day. He, he was pretty happy. I dried his clothing. There, it was, oh, it was nice. that rainy day last Saturday when it was, it was past Saturday. It was really yeah. rainy. He looked all wet. I was like, why don't you take your pants off and put them in my dryer? <laughs> and he did. <laughs> I mean, there's a lighter side and a darker side to everything. And I love the lighter side of like, the sexual culture it's definitely one of the better parts i mean it's just like you get like real porno scenes you know for example like my dryer broke one time uh the guy who had rented a parking spot from in my building was pretty cute so i go down to his place hey can i you know use your dryer like yeah no problem so i go and i put my clothing in his dryer and he's in a towel and like hey we're in his bed. Like, it's just like, it's so easy. Like, it's like, Fuck! like here I am literally on my knees already putting the laundry into the thing. And like, oh, I we're already to halfway a nightclub there. And I'm ter- <laughs> I'm scared to talk to girls. No. That's my life. But Trav, like, I'm also scared to talk to guys. Because when you actually want to, like, talk to them to actually get maybe something serious out of it, oh, there's right. still that there. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a double end. If I want a relationship, yeah. it's probably a lot easier to, yeah. If I enough. wanted to go get some action i'll go to a place with a dark room in it which exists in toronto and just sit there until my dick gets sucked like i don't see what the person looks like who cares <laughs> wait, wait this place exists in toronto 100 percent. what can you explain uh, yeah a bit no further? so like like i said this kind of goes back to the cruising days right yeah, so yeah. like there are places uh there are bars in toronto for example like the eagle is one of them now if you walk into the eagle and i realized for us hand you know hands experience like mm-hmm. i was with a girl at the point she was my friend's cousin the bouncer stopped her and was like there's gay porn on the TV. You're okay with that? And she's like, yeah, what do I care? It's a good party. It's like the closest thing I'd say that we had to like a European bar, like good deep house music, like dancing. Like it doesn't matter. There are I probably mostly gay there. And then upstairs, there's this little dark area, which is like a free for all. You can do whatever you want. 
Um, I think that's legal to say. It's like a legal I mean, operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have bathhouses as well that are legal as well that you just go pay for a locker and you can go fuck I'm, whatever you I want. I mean, yeah. is it against is it against the law on private property to hook up with somebody else? No, no I don't no, think I don't, it is. I don't think yeah. it is. But to run an establishment that is a brothel sort of, yes, because people but, are paying. For, here, you're not paying for the service. Yeah, you're not paying. You're not that's paying the thing. This is just two consenting. And that's why bathhouses are legal patrons, too, right? Yeah. We just go, you pay for a locker or a key. See, 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 this is the whole. This is a whole world I have, or and you probably too have no idea about that exists. Well, yeah. I mean, only from like the brief glimpses I've I've heard from friends and for friends of friends. Yeah, like, of course. And again, that's true. You always forget. There's two sides to every coin. The the, the finding a relationship and stuff like that. Oh man. Like especially if you imagine you just wanted to settle down, and just like be a, be just like relationship condo whatever. You'd but have that's to a work tough hard. find in that's the gay a tough community. Find, yeah. It really is, especially with a lot of people being like, "I want the best of both worlds, and I want an open relationship." That's very common. I have many friends who are in open relationships who hook up with other guys, but still have their boyfriend at home. And to me, I'm like, I I can't even figure that out. Yeah, I'm like on the fence about that one. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. Like. To me, if I'm in a relationship, I'm 100% monogamous. I want to be with that person. You yeah. know, if we're traveling and we meet a third person, yeah. hey, <laughs> there's always that little bit of horn. So, dog. like, to me, that is like the 101 most benefit. If I could say anything, I love being about gay. <laughs> oh my God, I hope no one in my family hears this. It's like if I'm going on vacation with my boyfriend at the time and if we're together, like, we're going to be on a dating app or we're going to go to a club and let's pick up somebody else because we all want the same thing and it's dick. Like, yeah. if you're with a woman and you're with your girlfriend, it's like, do you pick up a girl? Do you pick up a guy? You never know because you each want something different. We yeah. all want the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy. <laughs> that to me is like the one benefit. And people who don't use that, like, don't do that, like, you're, you're fucked. Like, don't even, don't even bother. If, if you're going <laughs> to do anything, take advantage of the, the good things about your sexuality. Like, 100%. The thing is, it, it'd be cool to be completely, if there was, if sexuality was a spectrum, to be completely 50 50 and be attracted to everything. And then when you want sex, to be, have access to communities that are sex driven. And when you want relationships, to have ac- Fuck, there's some now, people out there living it. Like people consider themselves like poly or asexual. Mm-hmm. Poly is more attracted to, I think, both. Like, you know, but to me, it might, I really do feel that you always are attracted to one more than the other, yeah, but you don't fair. mind the other or, or you just want somebody to be with, whether it's mm-hmm. a girl or guy, you just like the company of somebody like, I don't listen, like all the power. I respect them. I'm like, like I said, I consider myself gay, man. It's so much fun. Yeah, like it's, great. Like it's, a, it's a ton of fun. <laughs> like it can be, but like, you know, like I still get nervous. If I'm at a bar and I see a cute guy. Like I'm still going to get nervous. Do I buy him a drink? Do I not buy him mm-hmm. a drink? Do I like just give him the eyes and see if he's on an app later? Like, like I don't know. There's still a little bit of a cat and mouse. I mean, like, uh, if we have another time for another story, it's a, this one's a funny one, dude. We yeah. can go. We can go as long. As okay, we... great. So, um, this one's a bit more sexual, and I'm happy to share it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ha- happy to be here. It was a kind of a crazy night. I was hooking up with someone. He, we made a very clear terms. This is just hook up. This is just he's actually supposed to come over later. Um, spoiler. Uh, we were just like, talking up. <laughs> like, hey, um, like that's it. This is what we're doing. And then we wound up. Uh, we were hooking up, and I said, you know, come over. It was a Friday. I was meeting my friends once again. They were in from Rome. Mm. Um, and I said, if you want to come to the bar with me, we were going to Woody's. By all means, let's go. We'll go for a drink. If you want to join me, like, and that's where I fucked up because I crossed that line there. Mm. So then we're at, we're at the bar. He, I introduced him to my friends. He's sitting there. One of his friends comes up to talk with us, but his friend's friend was looking super cute. And I was like, oh, you're interesting. 
So he goes to the bar to buy a drink. I'm like, BRB, I'm going to go to the bar to buy a drink. Go to a bar. He's buying a drink. I buy him a drink. We start talking. Um, I'm like, hey, you want to go to the bathroom with me downstairs? And we go to the bathroom and we have sex in the bathroom. Great time. After just being with that other guy who's just friends. This other guy finds out what I'm doing in the bathroom and he just goes, AWOL, and like full psycho on me. And like, you know, I'm, I'm bringing this up because like it still is a very difficult predicament to be in. Like, you know, you want to be that promiscuous horn dog and like then my inner frat bro is like, fuck everything that moves. Yeah. And you can sometimes, but like his feelings were hurt and he was really upset. He went up outside my place, like going, he went full psycho. I blocked his number. Obviously, I unblocked it. Um, because, <laughs> because wait, wait, the one that psych- when Psycho is coming back over tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, because oh, his mentality, shit. all he said, I was like, man, we set these parameters. And if you can't deal with the fact that I may be a bit more promiscuous than you, like this is not going to work. He's like, well, I just wish you would have invited me. <laughs> he, he just felt left out. Yeah. A little left out. Yeah. So yeah. I guess like at the more of those stories, like just, you know, I don't know, know your audience. Like I, I kind of felt bad at the end of the day, but I got what I wanted out of it. A lot more than I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a good time. And it all worked out in the but end. It's, it's just a fun story to share. There's really no point to it other than the fact that I'm a bit of an asshole. It's just, no, it's more just, <laughs> a, it's just like a, it's like a nice peer in to what a night out could look like. And also, if that's what night outs were like, I would go out a lot more. But I mean, like, I've definitely heard these stories, crazy stories, like when we were talking back in the day, you know, of the shit that would go down in the house, like super yeah. things like that. Like, I would hear things like that. And I feel, the same time, I never got to experience any crazy sexual stories in university. It was all very hidden. Yeah. It was all behind closed doors. Like, yes, I was hooking up in Taylor, but it was like a handicapped bathroom downstairs. Like, Lots of space. Yeah. Um, Hand- also, there handles. Also, there's also a cruising spot in Weldon. Fun facts. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Wait, a cruising spot in Weldon? In Weldon. Where? I can't tell you where. You, yeah. gotta, you gotta find yeah. it. You, gotta, you don't have the fucking membership it's, card. It's, right? it's, it's there, though. And uh, and some shit's happened gone down there. Pun intended. Um, it's <laughs> um, but, like, it's... Uh, where are we? I got lost. But anyway, it's, uh, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. I didn't really feel like I got to experience what my brothers did, my fraternity did, like the, the craziness of that. And so if I, you know, show that a little bit of that now, and you see that even my yeah. father, he didn't come out till much later. He acts like a kid. There's no doubt about that. It's just making up for lost time. You make up for lost time. You have fun. But what I will tell you mm-hmm. is it seems that, again, those stories you heard from university, mm-hmm. that was, say there was 100 straight men mm-hmm. in the university, maybe five to 10 of them were partaking in these stories. And like the majority of straight men don't don't get access to these kind of times opportunities. There's yeah, much opportunities, more opportunities yeah. for these things, guaranteed. But like I said, we all want the same thing, and it's just it is so much easier being with a guy. There's no doubt about that. Like, you get to share clothes sometimes. You get to like talk about shit that you wouldn't talk about with women, and you know what they want. Like, you know their feelings. You know what they're going through. It's it, so much easier. With, I guess because you've experienced. I mean, did you do you have like sort of intimate or girl? girlfriend relationships growing up 100 percent. yeah i was like there were a few girlfriends in high school and there were many girls you know uh in not many there were a few in university that i wound up actually getting quite close with and and it kind of sucked for them there's no doubt about that because i knew at the end of the day like this wasn't going to work out but i was still a decent human being and i was just myself and i think that's yeah mm-hmm. so i kind of i don't feel bad for them i mean like i, I look at their lives now uh, i think one of them may have done a little porn or i don't know cam go sure sure cam yeah you know show. we might talk about that after Let me um, know what's up. <laughs> but hey like it's uh it, yeah it was it was definitely fun 
but I didn't get to like fully be out there in my university experience, and I'm not yeah. upset about that at all. But like, not remotely. But but you have those experiences to yeah. to sort of reflect and and know. I, I don't know just to like further your point about mm-hmm. talking about being in a relationship with a guy. It's it's just easier for you. For me, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It, it's just it just to me is like you know there are, we are sensitive human beings. There's no doubt about that. I can be sensitive. I can be upset. I can you know act very catty or sassy or things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like. I think being with a man is just for me easier because it's like it's easier to figure out. And yes, I'm attracted to them, but that's just one of the benefits is we all kind of know what's going through our head. Well, it's also easier on a non-sexual level for for me to figure out friendships with guys to just hit it off. Yeah. Like it's a reason why you have a lot more guy friends. 100%. Like, like that's why like both my relationships that I've been in, it was kind of like when they broke up, you're losing a best friend. And a lot of gay people I know are actually friends with their exes. They are. And yeah. Like if it ended amicably, like my ex today, my most recent, like I speak very highly of him. He's a great guy. You know, I grabbed coffee with him recently. We grabbed yeah. lunch even. I speak to him regularly. He wants to know how my niece is doing. I want to know how his parents are doing because he was my best friend. Like while we were together, we spent a lot of time together. And yes, like he had his boys. I had my boys. There's no doubt about that. But like yes, and I'm no doubt you get that in a straight relationship, a hundred percent. Usually, people that's the thing. People end up marrying the the first or first couple of girls that they find friendship with because like it's beyond relationship. Yeah, and, and hopefully you can maintain that re- friendship as well as like a sexual aspect yeah. because to me that's everything. You need to be sexual with your partner, um, and if that dies out, then you know that like maybe it's not the right one for you. But if you can still be friends with them, it's perfect. In the words of Justin Bieber, can we still be friends? Yeah. Can we <laughs> still be friends? Exactly. It's a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> I mean, dude, that was that was a great episode. That was fantastic. I feel like we only scratched the surface. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, like by we, all means. We just we're just we invite we have guests every week. Mm-hmm. We're gonna loop back to everyone and we wanna get we wanna dive deeper on people's stories and we definitely wanna hear more about where you go from here, especially in your job hunt yep. and stuff like that and your career like figuring it out. Which is great because like there's more to me than being gay. hundred <laughs> percent. There was just yeah. a lot of questions. No, to no, ask. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. And but... that just kinda of took the time. But we we should definitely have you back on again. I had a great time. Sometime good. in I the hope future get... so we can like dive further into I hope you get good feedback. I'm saying from other people as yeah. well. Like I just listen, like if this was educational, if it was helpful, if you got a good laugh out of it, then I then we did our jobs properly, hopefully. <sighs> Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. You're natural. Um, and yes. if there's anything you want to like... So I have one more question before you. Yeah. Sorry. How do you feel about hearing your own voice? Because to me, I can't stand listening to my own voice. Like You guys are running a podcast. Like, okay, do you so get over it? How your voice sounds to me, how Robbie's voice sounds to me, fantastic. Mm-hmm. When I hear my voice, I'm like, why do I talk in my like... Why yeah. do I talk like... Yeah. Ooh. And, uh, but it is is one thing you get used to. I mean, like at the beginning, it was definitely weird. But the thing is, I'm sure my voice sounds normal to you guys. Totally, yeah, it totally right. sounds normal. Not so, remotely. So keep that in mind. Also, what I've found is I say some things on the podcast. Immediately after I say it, I go, oh, that's going to come off weird. Uh, I don't know if I hit that properly. For some reason, because it's a podcast, when you go watch it back, nothing sounds nearly as weird or bad. It always comes off with a good good connotation. Even when you say like a bad joke or something offensive, I'm like, oh, I got to delete that. It's going to be offensive yeah. to people. Mm-hmm. I watch it back and it just, I'm like, why did, why does the intention show so clearly in a podcast? And I think it's because it's long, long form. form. There's yeah. so many words around what you're saying. 
they know exactly what okay, your feeling fair. is. You know what I mean? Then I feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and on that note, thank you for having me. No problem. And I of course. hope, you know, if anyone is listening to this, like, come. If they invite you, come. It's a great time. I had a great time. Awesome, and my beer dude. is done, essentially. I appreciate they it. Provide good beer. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. Thanks, dude. And on that note, we will see you next Tuesday. I'm hallucinating. I'm hallucinating.